Hey guys, welcome back or welcome to the Seems Like Diet Culture podcast. As you can see, this is a little bit different episode than what you typically get. This is a bonus episode that is a little bit outside of my normal content because typically each week we discuss a nutrition, diet culture, wellness, fitness trend that is showing up or that you guys have requested or that I just think is super important to go over from an anti-diet perspective so that you can have a different viewpoint than what's typically in the media that's very diet culture ridden. But there are some times where I just have a message on my heart that I really want to share. And that is just what has been coming up for me this week. So I've been doing a lot of consults for my next round of Live Unrestricted, which starts in May. And I feel like the luckiest woman alive to get to talk with all of you guys and all of these amazing women that are dealing with all different struggles with food and body image and exercise and even just the fact that they trust me to come onto a call and to share. And at the same time, it literally breaks my heart for so many reasons. Number one, because I just remember what it felt like for me to be in that place so many years ago, and I just wish that that wasn't something that anyone else had to go through. I wish I could just stop anyone before it started. Number two, because I wish that there was no one out there that had to book a consult with me. I wish that disordered eating was not such a challenge and that women in our society were not so riddled with this. And number three, the most painful piece is how often the women I'm talking to just do not believe that they are sick enough and or that they are going to get better. Let me just tell you a little story. So many of you guys probably know my history. I have episodes on here about my eating disorder journey, both my recovery journey and just how it looked throughout my life. I was one of those people that never ever the thought that I was sick enough. But it wasn't just that I didn't think I was sick enough. It was that I didn't think I was ever enough. It didn't matter what I did. It didn't matter how perfect my grades were, how many friends I had, what I looked like, the number on the scale, the amount of weight that I was putting up at the gym, the way that my parents spoke to me about my success or the way that people were or were not attracted to me. I mean, I'm just going down a list, but the point of what I'm trying to say is that there was absolutely never a time in my life at this point or up to this point where I thought that I was good enough. I didn't realize 
how much that was affecting the idea that I wasn't sick enough. Because in my mind, I was constantly comparing myself to everyone around me. And I wasn't just comparing in the good ways, quote unquote. And I'm not saying that there are good ways to compare. I'm saying that I wasn't just looking at someone else and saying, oh, well, they got a 97 on the test and I got a 91. I should have gotten this. I was also saying, oh, well, they go to work out X many days a week for this amount of time and I only go this many days. Or, oh, well, they look like this in their body and are sick and I look like this so I could never be them. Or, oh, well, this person I know has this trauma and I don't have that trauma, so why would I need the help? And, oh, well, I'm just actually healthy. It's not that I'm actually disordered. It's X, Y, and Z. I mean, I swear to you, I could sit here for five hours, I'm not even kidding, and tell you all of the thoughts that the negative, sick, unhealthy voice in my brain told me all the time. And if you have that voice... I am so sorry. There was this TEDx talk or TED talk that I was listening to the other day. I will try to find it and link it for you guys down below. I'm totally missing the name in this moment. But it was this woman that was talking about what it's like to live with an eating disorder. And if you don't struggle with an eating disorder or you don't feel as if you do, This can be applied to someone that struggles with disordered eating, but it can also be applied to someone that just struggles with a lot of negative thoughts that are thrown around in their brain. And it sounded like a jumbled mess of me layering three times of me talking on top of one another. Kind of like this. Wait, no one does not eat that. No, do you know why you have this so hard? No, I even I'm care about ingredients and being I healthy. Am, right? just let Are you go. seriously just too much? Too much and I'm just trying. going. And I just want to bring up the point that if you have such strong negative voices going against you, do you really believe that those voices would ever tell you that you truly are sick enough? I mean, think about the other things that they tell you about yourself. Do you really think that they have your best interest in mind? The answer that I found was no. Because to fast forward through my whole journey, I got to the point where my entire life was being uprooted and in shambles and I was physically and mentally falling apart to the point where I could no longer perform my typical perfectionistic tasks. And only then did I decide that it was worth it to try to get better. And I'd like to act like it was because I had this realization that I finally was sick enough, but it was more because of the fact that I couldn't be that person anymore that had these specific grades and presented themselves in the specific way. And I was worried that someone would see through my facade. That was around five years after I first had the realization that I was struggling in that 
I thought about getting support. Five years. The reason why I became so passionate about this work isn't just because I believe that anti-diet is the way to go and that eating disorders need to be addressed more and that we need to change the way that people view nutrition and diet culture. It's also because it is my life's mission to prevent as many other people as possible from believing in the illness of I'm not sick enough to the point where they have to suffer for years, months, weeks, however long it is. The thing about the idea of being sick enough is that there's no such thing. We are always going to be able to find someone that is less sick than us and someone that is more sick than us. But we can never feel what it would feel like to be someone else. So no matter how someone physically presents or what they mentally score on a mental illness test or what their diagnoses are, we can't compare those two things because those two things are going to affect every single person differently. It's just like how we talk about body image, how you can't make a German shepherd into a chihuahua or vice versa because we're all so unique and so different. If you have asked yourself or even thought for a moment that something I've shared has resonated with you around struggles with food or body image or exercise, or you've ever just recognized, you know, I may be thinking about this stuff a lot, or that someone else can go into a a dinner or a meal and not have the same stress as you, or that you feel really fixated on how your body looks or the desire for weight loss. You are sick enough. The very thought the first time is enough. And the thing is, if you don't believe you're enough, then it's hard to believe you're sick enough. Because what you're actually suffering from is comparison to other people in other situations to the point where you are sacrificing your own happiness in your life And you don't deserve to live a life that is miserable because you are so convinced that someone else is worse than you. And because I know there are many of you probably thinking this, you do not need a diagnosis to have struggles. First of all, there are tons of eating disorders and struggles with food that are not even diagnosable. They're not even in the DSM-5. Number two, just because you don't have an eating disorder or you don't feel like you have an eating disorder doesn't mean you don't need help. Number three, disordered eating can be just as pervasive and it can continue just as long as an eating disorder. All of these things should remind you 
that every excuse that your brain is trying to throw your way right now as I'm talking to you to tell you that I am lying to you, that you are the exception to this, that this is so great for someone else to hear but not for you to hear, they're, they're all lying to you, every single one of them. And you know why? Your brain wants to keep you where you are. Our bodies are biologically wired to have us stay in safety. But our bodies were not set up to exist in the world that we live in today. Safety used to be, ooh, don't venture away from the tribe because this is safe. Nowadays, it's, ooh, don't eat that food because you may gain weight. And your brain has associated that with being unsafe. Ooh, don't start this journey of healing because it's going to be uncomfortable. And that's not safe. When we try to distinguish between safety and just going into discomfort, our brain has a hard time. And the only way to start to move through that is to take the steps within the discomfort. Because once you take the step out of your comfort zone into discomfort, that's where the growth can start to occur. And you can create a new version of safety. And one that gives you a lot more joy, a lot more support, and a lot more love. I'm not trying to deduce this down to something that is just overly simplified and isn't speaking to all the complexities that are mental illness, eating disorders, and struggles with feeling like we're enough. But at the same time, sometimes we need that tough love. And I desperately wish that someone had had this conversation with me. Because although I don't regret, and I can now see that what happened in my life did happen for a reason, I would be lying if I said to you that I did not mourn all of the experiences, the memories, the youth, my teenage years that I could have had, that I took away from myself because I was being stubborn and continuing to tell myself that I didn't deserve healing, that my problems weren't as serious as someone else's, and that anyone that I tried to reach out to help for would just tell me the same thing. I know that if you are listening to this podcast, you deserve to get support. And all it takes to believe that you are sick enough is to start small. It doesn't happen overnight, but take that one step, guys. And that one step is going to look different for everyone. If I could choose for all of you in the ideal world, I would recommend taking that one step to get support. If you are looking for a program, you could take that one simple step of applying to Live Unrestricted. It's linked down below. It's a quick application and it leads you to a free consult that is no pressure. Even if 
the program that I have isn't a good fit for you, you will have taken that step. And I can give you free resources. I can give you other resources that may be a better fit. I just care about you. And this next month in May, May, the month of May, if I could speak, is our next program. So if you did decide, if together we thought and believed that this step was going to be the right step for you, you know that support is, is there. You've done it. You've made the decision to believe that you are sick enough, that you are enough, and that you deserve support. So if that option is resonating with you, and if this podcast resonated with you, I highly suggest clicking the show notes and it will be right there for you to do. You can also DM me if you have questions about that. Now, I know that the first step is going to look different for everyone. Maybe it's reaching out to someone and telling them. Maybe it's starting a free training that you've just looked at. Maybe it's reaching out to that dietitian or that therapist that you know you've thought about working with. Maybe it's going to your school, college counselor. It could be anything. But any level of deciding to bet on yourself And to change this narrative that you don't deserve to heal is incredible. Even listening to this podcast is incredible. And I am so proud of you for being here. I'm so appreciative of you for listening to this. And I am so hopeful that some of this has weaseled its way into your brain and helped you to start to believe how freaking amazing you are and that your life, it should mirror how amazing you truly are, not as some fitness, wellness, health, or ED person, but as you, who you are as an individual. If you need some more pep talking or hype up even after this episode, my DMs are always open. As I mentioned, my program Live Unrestricted will be linked down below and it is, let's see, the time I'm recording this, it's almost 70% full. So spots are going really quickly. If you are interested, this is an amazing time to do it. I'm just so appreciative of you guys. I know I've said it a hundred times, but I truly, truly mean it. If you have anything that you want me to cover in the podcast here soon, even if it's a bonus episode, feel free to submit those topics in the link at my show notes. And I will see you guys on our next non-bonus episode in just a few days. Bye, guys.